0: Hello and welcome to the VUMA podcast series, Let's Talk Faith. The outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic put many faith leaders under pressure as communities were knocked sideways by the events of 2020. But now we are further down the line. Let's find out how things have changed. Today in studio, we are joined by Reverend Swa Waku, who has a passion for transformation. He's been an ordained minister in the Methodist Church of Southern Africa for 21 years. And Reva Foreman, well-known public speaker and interfaith liaison for the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. Welcome to both of you. Thank Thank you. 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 Pleased to be here, Jack. I would like to get an idea also, bring in your personal experience here as well. When we are talking about the effects of COVID, it's not just about helping people through a time of ill health. There's so much else that goes into it. Riva, let's start with you. Yeah. What were some of the things that you found in your engagement with people um, in everyday life? Did you find yourself also trying
1: to manage this this fear and this uncertainty? Yeah. Well, what was that like? Yes, well, right in the beginning, and for me, that was, what, February 2020, Mm. when the news came of COVID overseas, and the first person stepped into our country, I think it was Cape Town, my fear was unbelievable. The next day, my staff members and I were already all masked, so this unbelievable fear of the unknown and Mm. the unpredictable, it was enormous in the beginning, but then... As our health ministry began to, and I believe we have some of the greatest scientists in the world in our country, God has blessed us with with human capital of such a nature that they were immediately recognized as amongst the best in the world. So as that information began to come through, and as we slowly approached getting a vaccine here. There was something I felt that we could do about it. So I think I I was in line for a vaccine before I even heard it on the phone. I never doubted that myself. At the same time, of course, there were many around that I met who immediately were fed the most unbelievable stories that put up a resistance. But for myself, the tremendous fear... I mean, we'd never heard of anything like this in our lives. This tremendous fear was assuaged somewhat as soon as our scientists and health ministry got control, took control, talked to the rest of the world and said, be careful, but we have got a solution. Mm. People were looking for some kind of
0: reassurance. Do you think that reassurance came in the form of
1: the medical knowledge and the, the, the scientific experts who are talking to us? Yes, I do. Mm. But at the same time, and I cannot blame our government for this. There are many things we can, but not for this. Like all governments, the public information, the awareness of what was happening, the simple explanation, that was not sufficient. Mm. And in that void of just on every media possible, uh, digital media, television, radio, there should have been much more reassurance. But you can put this at the door of the whole world. It was inexperienced. But because of that void, the medical voices were being counteracted, even in the early stages, by uh, some Religious extremists, I don't blame them. That's how they think. And then horrible conspiracy theories. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'd like to bring that to the Reverend. Let's reflect on, you had a number of different sources. It was important, though, that both government and the medical fraternity were standing together with our faith leaders. Mm. Were we all aligned with our messaging in getting people to understand what we were going
2: through? Um, do you think it was successful? Jack, the reality about um, COVID has, is that it has been a journey. Mm. Um, and it is a journey that nobody was ever prepared for. Mm. Uh, firstly, it was a journey to manage the fear. Right. And, and religion had to respond to that. And so you wouldn't expect, therefore, the message to be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, because um, it's a contested um, terrain to begin with. And so the differing voices had to be there. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you had to move from fear to reality. And there were certain realities that needed to be managed, even by uh, the religious voice. Mm -hmm. The reality of people dying, Mm -hmm. is 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 one of those the reality of um people having to almost get to be deprived even of exercising their faith Mm -hmm. it was a difficult thing to do Mm -hmm. and so um it was a question therefore of who do we think god is to begin Mm -hmm. with You know, in the midst of this calamity that we see, Mm -hmm. it is the reality of even talking to issues of loneliness and isolation, because that's not who we are as human beings. We were never designed to isolate. We are designed to live in community. And when that is taken away, people needed to find a certain voice to address that. And so you wouldn't have found the same voice um, throughout. And so there were um, those who were on the extreme that God is in control. There were those who were saying, yes, God is in control because God is in partnership with with God's creation. And part of that would be, the medical advances that we've heard. Um, It is the social um, uh, movement, Mm -hmm. um, the civic organization that was on the ground. And so there needed to be those partnerships, even with religion. Pity, some religious leaders missed um, the point. How did you
0: overcome the challenge of, at the time when we most needed to gather together and have And express our faith, to share our fears, to come through the sense of isolation by building a sense of community. At the very same time, Mm. we we weren't allowed to be together. Mm. How did you overcome
2: that? Thanks to technology. Ah. Mm. And we needed to quickly um, educate ourselves as religious leaders. We could no longer rely just on the pulpits. We had to use um, social media. We had uh, to use Zoom. Um, Services were held um, on Zoom. We had to use WhatsApp in a different format. For instance, in my community, we had to have a prayer uh, group just for um, you know on whatsapp where people would then um, give us their prayer requests and we would then uh, pray as a community so we had to find creative ways of remaining a community through um, the use of technology
0: we'll take a brief pause right there and we'll be back after this
3: i i don't see anything man-made as an answer i just see it as a vehicle to moving forward and i think that I mean, I I'm triple vaccinated, so I've had all my jabs, and I'm like, I want to travel, I want to see my parents that live overseas, I want to uh, live a life that is free from being held back by just not having a document. Um, so I want to go watch rugby games, I want to go um, and be able to communicate to people here in South Africa and around the world. And if if not being vaccinated is going to hold me back, then I don't I don't want that. So. Yes, I think in in terms of taking what we believe into to our communities and the world around us, and also just being the leaders that lead by example and saying we've done this. Um, it's not what it's being vilified as. It, so yeah, we do encourage like just go, just go do it.
0: Welcome back, Reva. Do you think we have COVID to thank for how we navigate technology and Zoom? Reverend mentioned Zoom earlier, and I was thinking, I've never used Zoom so much in my life. Did it help you?
1: I can identify with the Reverend totally. Yeah, we were very fortunate that amongst the Jewish community, we had people like Professor Shoup, who'd already got a special um, award from the government for his contribution to science, and this was his speciality, mm-hmm. and also the head. Uh, of 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 the net, net care, medical clinics, etc. So, having those people within our community, the community went into action, and they had so many different options. To, to we had our own, um, our own sessions where Professor Shubh himself would explain. And you know, when you have the experts who appear on television. For our government and our country, that also gives you a further sense of, of security, yes. and, and so. But as you said, even in our community, there was a pocket who didn't listen, who did, who were different ideology, and unfortunately, it spread, and there were many, many disproportionate fatalities mm-hmm. within the Jewish community.
0: How was Professor's message received when he spoke about vaccines?
1: By the vast majority of Jewish people in South Africa, and I trust the wider community, very, very well received. And he, you know, and I think we were very fortunate there. But as the Reverend said, we all turn to technology. Mm. I mean, if I do Zoom once or twice in my life, and now I, I was Zooming from 7 in the morning till 5 in the morning. Um, depending on which stream of Judaism you were, there were those who believed that God or Hashem, a compassionate God, had provided us with the digital um, knowledge that we could use it for a service. Equally. Equally authentic, there was the more orthodox who believed that on Shabbat, you're not allowed to use anything electric. Mm. So it was wonderful. The more orthodox would have their service earlier, before Shabbat came in. The progressive would have it at Shabbat. And so every different part of the community accommodated, A, to getting information on the vaccine, but equally important to being reassured by their religious faith Mm. by their service, by the comforting words that this was not, in my opinion, an act of God. Mm. On the opposite, as this reverend said, we in Judaism, the vast majority of streams, perhaps except for the extreme, believe that we're part of the creation and that before the tragedy even hit. God had already provided the solution mm-hmm. by putting that information in the minds of scientists by by preparing us in such a way that in two years for the first time we practiced what Judaism preaches adonai el chai god is one humanity is one and guess what Scientists all over the world ignored the political barriers, worked together, and in 24 months we had a vaccine. It's a yes, mm-hmm. it's a it was a huge tragedy, but a huge step forward for mankind's understanding of what we have to survive.
0: Yes, Reverend, that's that's an interesting point that Revo makes because from many quarters people felt that this vaccine was developed too quickly and there should be some suspicion about something that can be developed at that pace that's now ready to be rolled out to the world. In in, in the work that you do with your community, did you feel that there was that, that sense of suspicion as well?
2: Sure, indeed. Um, there was that, um, uh, Jack. And, um, and as Riva uh, points it, um, God had already you know, um, put the scientists in Mm. place to assist us, you know, with this pandemic. Mm. I don't know how one could have expected that such an unexpected pandemic Mm. should then be given the same (laughs) timeframes as something that has, you know, unfolded slowly as Mm. all that. COVID was a threat to humanity. And therefore, you couldn't have expected the scientists to sit on their uh, you know, backs and think that mm-hmm. we have still have got to think this. People needed to work 24-7 to make sure this um happens. Did that also place an additional burden on you and your team through your church? Sure. We had to also step in and um, preach messages that are pro-vaccine, mm-hmm. but also we had to partner with the clinics because i my congregation is uh, quite um, you know um, aging and so we needed to make sure that our seniors get to the um, front of the queues And so we made arrangements with the Department of Health and we bust our people. um, You know, we organized transport for them to go to the clinics. We joined with the um, ecumenical uh, body through the South African Council of Churches. And um, there were clinics that were organized in the local area where churches could go and get um, assistance. So we needed to be hands on and make sure that lives are saved for me. The vaccine was about saving lives. It was no longer going to be a political rhetoric of who has manufactured the vaccine, where has it been manufactured. The bottom line is that lives needed to be saved because God is about life. And vaccines save lives.
0: Yes. Thank you both. Join us again next time on VUMA podcast, Let's Talk Faith, where we will further unpack the crucial role, community faith and faith leaders have played in helping us all through the ongoing COVID crisis. And remember, COVID-19 has not gone away. And being vaccinated greatly reduces your chances of severe illness, long COVID, hospitalisation and even death. Take care, stay safe and we'll see you next time.